The smell, okay? The smell is like a mountain of dirty socks. Feet. You basically, you smell feet. And the taste is custard. Welcome to the Singapore foodie season of the Know or Not podcast. This is not a food review podcast, but rather an exploration into the relationship that people living in the city republic have with food. Glorious food. There's a cheeky local saying here that says that everyone aspires to the five C's. Cash, credit card, car, country club and condo. Given the national obsession for food, there's also an unofficial sixth C, cuisine. Once you look more closely at food here, there's a subset of another five C's. Comfort, companionship, community, creativity, and unfortunately, calories. In this season, I'm going to explore all of these. In this episode, we're going to the top to hang out with the king, the king of fruits. I'm Ken Delbridge. This is the Singapore foodie season of the Know or Not podcast. Richard Sterling, food writer. Its odor is best described as pig turpentine and onions, garnished with a gym sock. It can be smelled from yards away. If you ask someone how many senses a human being has, smart money will say the typical answer you'll get back is five. Sight, sound, touch, smell, and taste. Did you ever think about which is the most detailed sense you have? If you're thinking it's your eyes, because the human eye can see 7 million different colors, you'd be wrong. Way wrong. Your nose can detect 1 trillion different aromas. Mathematically, your nose is 150,000 times more tuned to details. For food, smell is a big hint at how something will taste. If you leave fresh milk unrefrigerated for a day, your nose can smell that it's gone off, and you'd do well to throw it away and not consume it. In Singapore, there's one fruit whose smell and taste are diametrically opposed. Rob Walsh, food writer. The smell of rotten eggs is so overwhelming. I suppress a gag reaction as I take a bite. The audience for the Know Not podcast is a curiosity for one reason. Listeners are evenly split between those in Singapore and those outside. Perhaps it's Singaporeans living overseas looking for a sonic slice of home. But in all likelihood, those overseas have been here before or plan to come here in the future. When I said we would look at the King of Fruits, listeners in Singapore knew exactly what I was talking about. For those who don't, I'm talking about durians. Anthony Bourdain, chef and host of Parts Unknown. Like pungent, runny French cheese, your breath will smell as if you'd been French-kissing your dead grandmother. Durians are called the king of fruits because they have a crazy spiked rind. And weighing in at 1.5 to 3 kilos, they're slightly smaller than a regulation football. For our US-based listeners, think soccer. Durians are grown around the region, but Singaporeans always choose durians from Malaysia. In the last 10 years, farmers have seen the price of durians jump from 2 ringgit to 60 ringgit per kilo in 2018, making it a better crop than palm oil or rubber. Durian is sold by the weight of the whole fruit, and towards the end of the durian season, 
prices for Mao Shan Wang, considered the top cultivar of durians, will get up into the Singapore $22 range, around 16 US dollars per kilo. Remember that spiked rind I told you about? It's hard and it's heavy, and the edible flesh or seeds only makes up between 15 to 30% of the mass of a durian. Traditionally, selling durians was an ad hoc affair, off the back of a truck at an outdoors food stall. In Geelong, there's a stretch of stalls with tables and chairs so customers can consume their purchases and not stink up their homes. I said in this foodie season, I'd introduce some of the five C's of food, and this episode goes towards creativity. One durian seller decided selling durian at an open-air stall was quaint, even nostalgic. There was a better way to do it. I'm Mr. Sui Po Sin. People call me Asen. I have been selling durian more than 30 years in this street. I'm at the Gimmo Market and Food Center. It's just before noon and a flatbed truck has just pulled into the car park, driven to Singapore, fresh from the supplier in Malaysia. The back is laden with blue plastic containers full of durians and the guys from Arsing Durian quickly offload their order for the day. The lunch crowd will show up soon, so everyone works quickly to get ready. Arsing's backstory dates back to the 80s. Well, this durian trade was started when I was in the minimark in 1980 like that. So those days when we stayed in Kampong area, we had my own neighbour, all these got those Kampong durian. And then my neighbor start to bring to some, then I bring it to my shop to sell. So from there, I find that, you know, customers like the durian, you see. Slowly, slowly, our neighboring kampong area, they don't have so much. So I went to the wholesale market to buy. So from there, I managed to sell quite well and I have substantial pool on my customer. Ah Singh understood that customers would love to have easier access to buying durians. So he moved his shop into a market right where shoppers would buy groceries and other provisions. When no seller in Singapore has ever sell durian in a market, normally when they sell durian, it's all at, outside the shop, where people have a very prominent display, you know, you see. So it was my daughter who suggested that. Why don't I go into Facebook, when it's now the media, social, all these are very you know, well-known. So my daughter is the one to post on it. And from there, you know, more and more customers, as nowadays you know, lah, the youngsters are very good in all these other things. So from there, I pick up my customer. And until today, I have quite a number of quite loyal customers. I've had a little fun giving you quotes of various writers describing durians, but when you talk to a pro like Asseng, he's more interested in the difference in smell and taste between the different cultivars. In Singapore, Mao Shan Wang, or Cat Mountain King, is considered the creme de la creme of durians. Other popular types include D24, Golden Phoenix, and XO. Well, different durians cultivar, they have different types. Smell, you see, and the feature of the durian, the shape, you see, are all various, you see. Uh, like just for instance, of the Mao San one, this D197. D197, the profile of the durian, you see, there is a star shape below, where it's all mixed together. You see, whereas the D24, they have a, like a five cent coin at the bottom of the durian. For the Mount Sun, the tons are very sparsely, you see, and then the, on the tips of the handle, there is a, a crown. Then, for the taste, you see, for the Mount Sun one, the durians are more like, you know, they are very strong in taste, I mean, in pungence, very bitter and very sweet, you see. Whereas D24 tend to be, you know, like uh, more of a genetic type of durian where the taste is 
uh, how should I use the word like more to bitter lah, you see, mm, and like buttery like that. Mm. Watch a durian stall selling durians, you'll notice two things. All of the staff who handle the fruit wear one glove to protect against the thorns on the outside, and they carry a small metal cleaver which they tap against the shell of the durian. When a customer approached Kami and said, saying, I want a bitter durian. So when I pick a bitter durian, we have to use the knife to knock at the heart. From here, we knock at it, then we tell whether this durian, is it more moist, more dry, or you know, moderately, you see. It's all upon a customer request. It's standard practice to crack open the rind to let a customer have a peek inside before the durian is passed off to the packing table, where a staffer will open the rest of the shell and extract out the fleshy seeds. Alongside these unopened durians are durians that have been opened and then pre-packed into sealed containers with a clear cover so customers can look inside. It's another creative innovation that our Singh came up with to meet his customers' needs. Sometimes when it's a lunch club, we pack already some pack to put it on my shelf to let people impulse purchase, where they got no time to wait, you see, when, if there's a queue. So they just buy for me the box one and just go off. Durian is popular as a standalone fruit consumed solo, much like strawberries or grapes. And like strawberries and grapes, durians are incorporated into other products. Nowadays, we have, like, what you should say, it's a very sophisticated market where consumer demand for durian. And you just like buying durian, it's only when there's a season. So now people start coming out, you know, with the craving of making, you know, durian ice cream, pastry for all the kind of puff, you see. And with this type of demand, the puree, a lot of people want it for regularly, you see. In 2015, the durian season was particularly good. A combination of rain and heat created the perfect storm for a huge bumper crop. NBA types would call this an oversupply situation that creates a buyer's market where sellers have to slash prices. But our Singh, ever the creative durian seller, found a silver lining. Actually, if the price is low when there's a bumper harvest, it's good for us as a seller and good for the consumer. You see, consumers tend to buy more and they eat more. And it boils down to, of course, you know, everybody is happy. La. We have more sales, you know, we got more profit. And customers, they are happy, they are buying a lot and they can enjoy. For this innovator, three decades on the front line of selling durians has been quite the ride. What would our Singh durian look like in 2030? Well, I think I can only tell you that maybe in 10 years' time, I might retire this few years. Lah. I have passed my trade to my, my younger son, you see, who is keen to take over me. Lah. It's up to them to whether how they want to progress to my next level. It's their responsibility and their mission and their objective. And I only can be a consultant to them, you see. But I'll be in the sideline. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Durian episode of our Singapore foodie season here on the No or Not podcast. It was produced and hosted by me, Ken Delbridge, and my thanks to Singh for taking time out of his morning for this interview. Check out his Facebook at Arsing Durian. That's A-H-S-E-N-G-D-U-R-I-A-N. Or visit the website, arsingdurian.com.sg. Singapore is going through the COVID-19 situation with the rest of the world, and one industry that has been hit really hard is F&B. If you're feeling well, do consider eating out and supporting our local eateries. 
We've got links in our show notes. And for more information, visit our website, knowornot.com. If you've enjoyed our podcast, do subscribe. You'll get notified every time we have a new episode. If you have a friend who you think would like this podcast, do share us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter.